You've landed a Mom Swipes Left, a podcast with two middle-aged women who are fed up to the brim with these stupid Halloween costumes. On today's show, Jen tries again with her spooky news. Enjoy. Welcome back to Mom Swipes Left. This is episode 248. I am your host, Jen. And I'm your host, Carol. How are you doing this week, Carol? I am living. Yep. That's how about you? Pretty much how I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I got an ugly dog, which is Yuck. making me... Oh, hello. <laughs> which is making me ugly. She is a little snippy, but, you know, she's advanced age. I know. At what point... I mean, she's eating, she's shitting, she's There's walking. There's nothing wrong There's with nothing that wrong dog. with no, her. No, she's except- just pissy can't stand it you just gotta you gotta buckle in mm. she's okay don't touch her no i won't carol i'm sorry she's so cute i know but you can't touch her okay i'm not gonna touch her anymore shit list grievances have we any no really nope do you <laughs> i think i have a shit list So, you know how you're having a Halloween party? Yes. This coming weekend. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what to go as. Right. So, I've been Googling ideas. Right. And I am so tired of the stupid ass costumes. Yep. Now, this might have been going on for years. For years, yes. I have seen, you know, the bottles of ketchup, the bottles of mustard, Mm -hmm. the costumes that you just throw on and you become an object. Yes. Like, those have been around forever. Correct. But I feel like they're getting dumber. Dumber than ketchup. Yeah. There's this couple's costume. Yeah. Both people are dressed as telephone poles, Mm. but it's simply something that just goes around your neck and it's a telephone pole. (laughs) And that's it. What's the point? I don't get it. That's... Is it a joke? I don't think so. There was one, it was a a 12 pack of Dunkin' Donuts. That's cute. But it's not. It's just something you put around your neck and it's a a placard. Oh, a placard? And it's a dozen donuts in an open box. Oh. Taylor Swift from the Eras Tour. Oh, I saw one. It's Taylor Swift and who's that guy that she's supposedly... I don't know because I don't keep track. He's some kind of sports fellow. Yeah, he's a sports bar guy. Uh Uh-huh. How about the death of Twitter? Oh, let me see that one. It's like some with a with a Elon Musk mask and a fucking stupid what do you call those gravestone gravestone with an epitaph it's yeah but what do you get so a, dumb uh, haul that around I mean I guess so all right here's one mm. I don't even get this it's a t-shirt just a t-shirt that says curiosity with like some red skids on it and it's go as curiosity killed the cat what <laughs> that's dumb a chick dressed up as Belle from Disney with tacos on the bottom of her dress that's Taco Bell. Yeah. You get that one? I did. Jesus Christ. Aching asshole. It's painful. A runny nose. It's a nose mask. Ew. And you go as a runner. Stupid. Ew. Why is everything a dad joke? <laughs> so chick magnet. Oh. It's just, you just lop that around your. It's a big magnet around that guy's neck. Yep. <sighs> 
I think that is stupid. And I think every costume should be handmade. I don't think that you should be buying something off a rack. Well, did you buy yours off the rack that you're wearing this year? I certainly did not. Oh, I thought it came as an outfit. Oh, no. I put that shit together. I even looked it up as a Halloween costume to see if anybody was doing it. And it wasn't out there. Can we tell people? No, it's a surprise until after Halloween. Yeah, I know. But once this goes up, your party will already be over. Oh, I'm going as Lauren Borb. Wait. <laughs> Lauren Bobert. And I'm wearing the dress she wore. Well, it's a $7.99 version to the theater where she jacked that guy off and vaped and got kicked <laughs> out. And I'm going to have a dick in my hand because mm-hmm. you gave me that penis, mm-hmm. that packing penis. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk around with that and a vape uh-huh. and her glasses and a wig. And it's just going to be. Did you actually go and buy a vape for it? No, oh. I have to find one in my house. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to be. Although it's ugly. It's, I mean, this wig is hideous and this dress is gross. It's also very skimpy. So it's going to be not sexy. <laughs> that's me. One of my best costumes, uh, it was while I was in college. I had no costume. So I ordered a cheese pizza, took the cheese off. <laughs> Just on part of it. I mean, I ate half yeah, of it. Of course. <laughs> Turned the cheese over. Sort the of, ugly side? Yeah, the yeah. ugly side with uh-huh. the with the sauce. And started pulling my hair through it. Oh my it. God, that's amazing. And I went as a head injury. And it looked so fucking good. And the best <sighs> part about it, I could do that thing where I would scratch it. Yeah, and then eat it. And then eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone who was standing next to you is like, yeah, smells good. Yep. Yeah, well yeah. done. So if you see some shit, though, on the Halloween, take some pictures, send them to us. Like the stupidest costumes or the best costumes. Or oh, the best costumes. Because I yeah. do love a good costume. Mm-hmm. Next up, notable news. What's our song? So I was a little torn. Yeah. Last night, I got a wild hair across my ass and I watched Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And so I thought we might do that, but that proved to be far too complicated yeah so then you know naturally i went to cindy Lauper's time after time <laughs> exactly i love that song sitting behind the mic hear the ticker tape and think of news so many sad tales depression is nothing new that's why we try to make you smile. Numb cunts on the hunt for news that's worth your while. If you're lost, you can look and you will find us sifting through the slime. If you fall, we won't catch you. We'll be too drunk. Or committing a crime. If you're lost, you can look and you will find us well past our prime. If you fall, we won't catch you. We'll be too drunk and probably supine. Probably supine. Wow. That was really epic. When are we going to cut an album? <laughs> Do we have, I, we might have enough for an album. <laughs> like an EP. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm, I'm saying? And of course we're going to do vinyl. Only vinyl. Right. Yeah. 
First up, another news. Peppers. Mm. You've heard of the Carolina Reaper. I have, yes. I don't go near it. The guy who created the Carolina Reaper has just unveiled Pepper X. <laughs> like named after the thing that used to be Twitter? Yeah. Nice. World's new hottest chili pepper. How do you make the world's hottest chili pepper? I looked into this. Yeah. Let me, let me give you a little a little bit of fact. Okay. The jalapeno. That is 5,000 Schofields. Okay. You know the Schofields is like I do. the, the yeah. measuring uh-huh. stick. Of hot. The habanero, which was the world's hottest pepper in 1999, is at 350,000 Schofields. I see. And do you remember when everybody was like, don't forget to wash your hands after you touch a habanero. And now, I mean, habanero and every fucking thing. Yeah. So then there's this Carolina Reaper, which I've never tried. And it's supposedly... Hot, registering at 1.64 million Schofield heat units. Mm-hmm. It's spicier than pepper spray that cops use. Nice. And it says, let me see where this is going. What? This new pepper is even hotter than that. <laughs> yeah, so Got it, it says, it comes in at 2.69 oh. million Schofield units on average. It's more potent than bear spray. Shit. Only five people in the world have eaten a whole pepper <clears throat> X, and one of them was Curie himself. He says, I was feeling the heat for three and a half hours. Ugh. Then the cramps came. Oh, geez. Those cramps were horrible. I was laid out flat on a marble wall for approximately an hour in the rain, groaning <laughs> in pain. He's really selling it. Why would... I don't get it. So is it just for the wow factor? Like the- I think it is. It says Pepper X is a testament to Curry's life work. He has been breeding peppers for more than two decades. So you ask, how does he do it? Now, this is actually challenging. Mm. Peppers do not like to mate while being watched. So he actually <laughs> has to jack off the male peppers really? and inseminate the female peppers. No, sir. Yep, yep. There is a documentary being made yeah. about this. It's very similar to breeding polo ponies got it and the name of the documentary the working title pepper triple (laughs) x it is a crossbreed of a carolina reaper and something what he has not identified what the other pepper was maybe it's not even a pepper he simply says that it is a pepper a friend sent me from michigan oh mm -hmm. that was pretty fucking hot And there's a good reason for the secrecy. When we said the Carolina Reaper paid off, it did so in pepper cred. Back in 2013, Curie allowed anyone to grow Carolina Reapers, as he is a true pepper lover. (laughs) Yet he did not protect his intellectual property appropriately. Oh. And people started selling the pepper and products made with it. And none of that money went to him. He's happy that people enjoy the Carolina Reaper. That should be his reward, really. But this time, he will not repeat the mistake. Everyone else made their money off the Reaper. It's time for me to reap the benefits of the hard work I do. But nobody wants your disgusting, crampy pepper. The butt-scorching fruits of Curry's <laughs> secret greenhouses will remain proprietary. Jesus, what have we come to? I don't get it. I don't either. Why would anyone want it? He just said he he was in agony for three hours and writhing for one. People get addicted to the pain. To yeah, I mean we've all seen people who go out to a restaurant and pay money for food, and they say you couldn't hot, make it yeah. spicy enough. Make that hot chicken the hottest chicken. I have been at a supper, an Indian meal with a man who stripped down to his underwear. <laughs> 
because he was in such pain and sweating. Jesus. Because he, and this is the biggest mistake people make. They go to an ethnic restaurant Mm -hmm. and they say, oh, you can't make it too spicy for me. Well, I'll tell you what's going on in that back kitchen. (laughs) Okay. They're like fucking dumping a whole can of whatever it is that makes it spicy in that shit. They're not even going to eat it. No. They want to see you writhe in pain. Mm-hmm. He finished it, but I mean, it was Jesus. a miserable experience. It was like four hours long. He stripped to his underwear in a restaurant? Yeah. I mean, we were the only ones there. Okay. But yes, he did. He started out t-shirt and flannel. And were there chuckles in the back? I couldn't, I couldn't translate the chuckles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably there were. <laughs> Just want you to know, be on the lookout for the pepper axe. I'm not going to go near that shit. I don't want- I like white people spice. Like- Peppery, yeah, salt and pepper. <laughs> I can take a little heat, but I don't go higher than a two when I'm at like a Asian restaurant. Oh, really? Yeah, I will do very spicy at an Asian restaurant, but I don't challenge the cook. Make it as spicy as you can. Yeah, you no, can't no, no. Hurt I'll say, me. how bad is the very spicy? Right, and they're like, oh no, no, it is good. And then I'll say, okay, I'll I'll do the very spicy. So I'm tentatively putting my toe mm-hmm, in, right? Mm-hmm. So she's not going back there and saying. Fucking give this bitch everything you got. Killer. Right. Did I ever tell you? (laughs) When I went to college, I tasted garlic for the first time. Yeah. My mom had a spice rack. I thought I had tasted everything the world had to offer. She had paprika, salt, and pepper. Those were the spices that existed in the world. Oh. As far as I knew. Okay. (laughs) Until I was 17 and went to college. And tasted garlic. I tasted garlic and I was like, what is this thing that I am tasting? And somebody tasted it. They're like, uh, garlic? Blew your mind. Fucking loved it. <laughs> I would go and get garlic powder on my plate. Yeah. And just eat it with a wet finger. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't think of anything better. <laughs> all right, next up. This is breaking news. Oh, shoot. China is recalling all of the pandas. The bears? Who knew that every panda in the world actually belongs to China? Most people know that. Are you joking? No, because they live in China. Well, they originate in China. Well, is that there's been pandas born on our soil? Yeah, well, China's recalling all of them. Because they came from their pandas. And because I guess the lease is up. Okay. And China's pissed off with America and the UK. Mm-hmm. And so it's not going to re-up their lease. <gasps> and so all the pandas are going back. They have to fly those pandas home? Mm-hmm. Where are they going to go? I don't know. It I t- mean, I don't think pandas are, they're not a species that's doing great in the wild. In the National Zoo at Washington, yeah. the three pandas that they have, they're scheduled to depart for China oh on December God. 7th. Someone needs to do something about that. There's four in Atlanta who are also going to leave <gasps> later this year. Britain's losing its last two pandas in December. Australia next year. That would be like America saying, all right, all the bald eagles all around the world are coming back to America. Coming back. Bringing them home. Bring them back. Well, that is interesting. They must have some agreement with these zoos, though. Well, yeah, they do. But still, it's called panda diplomacy. (laughs) And it's Beijing's decade-long strategy of gifting or lending bears in the hope of building relationships with other countries. Well, I'll tell you what doesn't build relationships. Hauling them home. Being an Indian giver. The relationship between China and the West has deteriorated in recent years. Shocker. Mm -hmm. Chi Meng Tan, who's an associate 
professor at the University of Nottingham in Malaysia, who studies panda diplomacy, mm. says, this is one way of telling people, you're not treating us very well, so we're pulling our pandas. I guess it's all the pandas that they lease to them, but why aren't we making our own pandas? <laughs> Seriously. American made. Well, I think there have been some pandas made. I don't know if in America, but... I mean, you hear about it all the time, like, oh, baby panda. Right, but how hard is it to get some panda sperm? Right. Just put that on some other panda. Or a koala? Or or, I don't know what does do. Oh, can you imagine a koanda? A a koanda. That would be for a koala. Wait, what's a koala? A panola. A panola. Oh, with a, a panda co- koala. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Wait, how about a panchilla? Adorable. A panda and a chinchilla. It'd be so cute. It would just roll up in a little ball. It would, and it'd be so floppy. Why aren't we doing that? I don't know. Whatever. It goes on and on. There's a lot of there's a lot of talk. I bet you the people at the zoos are really sad. Oh, I'm sure. It's like stealing babies back. Hold on, though. One country, however, is likely to have pandas for the foreseeable future. Can you guess what it is? From that accent? Yeah, no. (laughs) Probably not. Uh, Vladimir Putin. Oh, the Russians. Will be receiving two giant pandas. Well, that's rude as fuck. At the Moscow Zoo. Way to, like, give me a fucking bitch slap on both Mm. sides of my face. Mm -hmm. I don't care for it. Last up on Notable News. I find this adorable. It is a tortoise. I'm I'm showing you a picture of him. (laughs) After he was captured from the wild no so this is october 23rd i don't know what today is 24th okay florida sheriff's deputies captured a loose african sulcata tortoise and the reptile was later found to have escaped its home it got almost five miles away from its house (laughs) in three and a half years (laughs) they found this tortoise wandering in interlochen the people that found him knew that he was somebody's pet tortoise because he liked to get patted on the head. Oh! And he was attracted to people. So the refuge that they took this tortoise to posted about him and received a flood of tips from members of the public about a Sulcata tortoise reported missing in the same area April of 2020. <gasps> she was missing for three and a half years and found almost five miles away <laughs> from where she originally escaped. That's a journey for her. Such an adventure. <laughs> the tortoise was returned to her surprised owners. Aww. She's in a little bit of rough shape, said the owners, spending so many cold winters here without heat, <laughs> but she's going to be okay. <laughs> Why'd she want out so bad? Maybe she just went out for some cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you don't know. Went out for she, milk. She couldn't get the menthols. <laughs> she had to go a couple towns over. She had to go to town over. <laughs> I should have done the math. How many feet she traveled <laughs> a true. day. Wait, hold on. Pause. Okay. How many feet in a mile? All right. 5280. So 5280 times five is 26,400 feet. Divided by by 12. Okay. Divided by three and a half, right? What's three and a half? Years. Oh, yeah. So she moved 628 feet a day. That's a lot. That's more than I... For... I guess. Did you do that math right? Probably not. 
Good on her, though. Right? Does she have a name? No, they did not name her. She has no name. Well, at least in the... I mean, we know reporters suck ass Yeah, no, that's nowadays. true. That's true. That's it for Notable News. Next up, I'm taking another stab at Halloween. Spooky. Now, I understand for many people that what I delivered last week was not spooky. It was horrifying. Yeah, I, I have a really hard time distinguishing between the two. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. Because sometimes horrifying is spooky. So now I'm going to try again. Okay. With the world's creepiest shit. Okay. Which is children. <laughs> I think you and I can agree. Children are fucking scary. <laughs> Spooky. Not only are children scary, but children who think that they used to be other people are scary. These are children with past lives. Ooh. All real. Do they think that they're famous people? Not always. Okay. This first one is a famous person. This is a guy, he's a guy now, Mm -hmm. named William Barnes. But when he was four years old, he drew a ship. With four smokestacks. <laughs> he showed the drawing to his parents and said, this is my ship, but she died. I'm skeptical already. Why? Because everyone knows about the Titanic. He's four fucking years old, yo. What year was he born? Like, how old is this guy? Was he around when the Titanic movie came out? Because let me tell you, four-year-olds probably watched it. Well, I don't know. With but the parents. Soon he started insisting that his family call him Tommy instead of William. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't stop talking about two brothers and other family members. None of what he was saying made any sense to his parents. And the situation escalated when William started having nonstop nightmares about a huge ship, freezing water, and steel slats falling on top of him. Mm. The nightmares continued, and it was only at the age of 25 that William sought help. That he finally saw the movie Titanic. (laughs) He underwent hypnosis. Starring a young Leo DiCaprio. Should I just stop? No! Go! Oh, my aching asshole. He underwent hypnosis, and during the session, he could hear himself arguing about the ship's design. Wow. As soon as he awoke from the hypnotic trance, he told the counselor... My name is Tommy Andrews. Soon the fragmented pieces of William's nightmares started forming a complete picture. He became increasingly convinced that he was the reincarnation of Titanic designer Thomas Andrews. William Barnes was born on the date that the Titanic sank. Oh, well, that's interesting. And during hypnotic age regression sessions later in life, he spoke with a heavy Irish accent. Oh, Jesus, a brogue? I do hate myself a brogue. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, oh, I do. I, I like it. Really? Yeah. Sorry, Irish people. I'm Irish. God. Every, all right, that's one of my pet peeves. I am half fucking Irish. I did the DNA. I spit in a tube. Okay, so maybe you are, but there's data that shows that all of the people who claim to have Irish descent yeah. could not possibly. Okay, it's have, the same thing with Native American. Right. Everybody's exactly. like, oh, my great oh, great great grandfather uh, fucked an Cherokee. Indian. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, Cherokee. an American <laughs> Native American. An American Native American. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. But I did the DNA. So don't try to rob me of my all right, fine. heritage. 
right. So that one, you, again, I can't come up with these spooky things. Okay, just do it. I'm trying. It is spooky. That is spooky. He was born on the actual day the fucking Titanic sunk. Which doesn't make any sense because there's yeah. a picture of him. Yeah. And, I mean, the Titanic sunk in late 1800s. He was born on oh, the wait. day that the Titanic sunk, but in a totally different year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ricky Genie. <laughs> You're right. Well, now I'm lost. So maybe Tommy Andrews had already been reincarnated before, and then he reincarnated again. Nobody knows how reincarnation works. No one does. In 2014, the parents of four-year-old Andrew Lucas began suspecting that their beloved boy was possessed. Mm. This happened after Andrew started crying almost nonstop and asking why his parents let him die in a fire. Jesus. When his mother, Michelle, asked him, what fire are you talking about, you little fuckstick? Yeah. Andrew started telling her details of what his past life as a U.S. Marine was like. Eventually, Michelle used these details to uncover the story of U.S. Marine Sergeant Val Lewis, who died in a bomb attack in Lebanon in 1983. Oh, that's fucked up. Because the details of what happened to Lewis and the story Andrew told her were so similar, Michelle decided to take the issue to the reality TV show, Ghost Inside My Child. That seems smart. Have you heard of this show? No. No, but I want to watch (laughs) it so hard. Somehow it's not a big hit. Yeah. During the show, Andrew was given several photos of military men to look at, and he immediately zoomed in on an image of Lewis. Afterward, Michelle took her son to Lewis's gravesite in Georgia, where Andrew laid flowers in front of it. He also ran to another grave and pointed to the name, saying, That's my friend. It turned out that that grave also belonged to a fellow Marine. Hmm. No. What does it mean? That's creepier. That's for sure creepier. Because there's not a movie about that guy. Mm -mm. I'm just saying. How about this? Another 2014 story. A three-year-old Syrian boy pointed out where his past life's body had been buried Mm. after he was murdered. And then he also pointed out the murder weapon. (gasps) The boy, who belongs to the Druze ethnic group, had a long red birthmark on his forehead, which, according to Druze beliefs, is related to how a person died in a previous life. Hmm. This belief was seemingly substantiated by the boy, who told his parents that he had been killed by an axe to the head. Chunk. The elders of the village the boy stayed in took him to the home he lived in during his past life, getting the location from the boy himself. Eventually, standing in front of the house, the boy remembered the house, the village, and his old name. The man whose house it was had gone missing four years earlier. Mm. When the elders quizzed the boy about this turn of events, he told them the full name of the person who had killed him when he was the man who lived in the house. He then led the elders to a spot where the body was buried and sure enough they uncovered a skeleton <gasps> with a head wound that correlated to the boy's birthmark okay, as up. well as an axe that's fucked up when confronted by the elders the killer confessed to the crime <gasps> no way mm-hmm. is that spooky he's like a little fucking nancy drew some bitch damn a little scooby-doo kid or you just reincarnated well yeah but i mean still uses powers for good that's my question about reincarnation i know we don't know how it works but if this guy went missing four years ago then theoretically he died four years ago so what was his soul doing for a year i don't know i don't know how long the percolation process takes how long does it take but the tibetan monks you Mm -hmm. know who is like the dalai lama and sure no but you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. they got 
these documentaries about the Dalai Lama kids, and they're like two or three years old, and they pick a Dalai Lama kid. Right, right. He's the new Dalai Lama. Well, how are they doing that? Yeah. What's science? Because it's not the day. So when a Dalai Lama dies, they're not going out finding kids that are just like getting squeezed out the birth canal that day. There is a period Mm -hmm. of time that they're looking. What is that soul doing during that period of time? I want to know. I want to know. I don't know. I got to read a book. (laughs) Oh, speaking of... In 1996, four-year-old Sonam Wangdu was just another happy boy who loved watching Batman and Spider-Man cartoons as well as the Power Rangers. However, Sonam was anything but an ordinary child. He was recognized and revered by the Buddhist community in Mm. Nepal and Tibet as the reincarnated Lama. Yeah. At the time, the fucking kid was living in Seattle. Shut up! But it was decided the boy would have to travel to Kathmandu for his formal education, and afterward, he would live in a monastery given the name Shukula, which means reincarnation. He was believed to be the reincarnation of the beloved Lama Rinpoche, who taught at the University of Washington. Who knew? It says when a Dalai Lama passes away, council of high lamas. Does that mean they're high <laughs> up or they're high? Yeah, either one. Probably both, is formed to search for his reincarnation. They consult various signs and oracles, as well as the Dalai Lama's own writings and teachings to guide them in their search. They look for a child who was born around the time of the previous Dalai Lama's death, but not really, because apparently it can be years. Right, 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 right. Anywho. Oh, the dog farted. Did you smell that? (laughs) No. God, why do I keep her around? Because look at her. That's how she feels about you. Come on. The other day she asked me where my rent was. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking cunt. This four-year-old was taken away from his family and uh, set off to Kathmandu. Did they have any say? Or for his like, education. Yes. His mother, Carolyn Lama, which, did she huh. change her last name? Or right. Did they just open the phone directory and, like, and look, look for, for a llama? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Carolyn Lama had no qualms about seeing her son go off. Her four-year-old child. Yeah, because she knew that he was special. In 1987, three-year-old Duminda Bandara Ratnyake started talking about the Asgaria Temple and Monastery in Kanda, saying that he used to be an abbot there. Oh, fuck. Duminda was born in 1984 to Buddhist parents and was the second youngest of three brothers. He talked about the temple nonstop and also told his mother that he had owned a red car, taught other monks, and died in a hospital where he was taken after experiencing sudden sharp pain in his chest. Hmm. He also recalled having a pet elephant. (laughs) The little boy started wearing his clothes in the way of a monk and visited a Buddhist temple twice a day. What a wing nut. He's fucking three, yo. (laughs) He also began reciting stanzas in the Pali language. His mother was fearing that her son would want to leave his family to become a monk. He's three. Put him in a timeout chair. Like, put him in front of some video games. Right? By age five, his interest in going to the temple waned. But by age six, his mother permitted him to go to the monastery. At this point, he also didn't want to go to school with girls. And he didn't want women, including his mother, to touch him. When the abbot of the Mawadi temple died in 1990, Duminda randomly exclaimed that he had known him well. It Freak. seemed that <laughs> We're not making fun of them. We're making nah. fun of us. 
I just want to be clear. Died of a heart attack and owned a red car and had an elephant. Here's a chick who thinks she's Anne Frank. Barbara Carlin was born nine years after Anne Frank died. From a young age, she insisted that Barbara was not her real name and that her family should call her Anne. She also told her parents that she knew that they weren't her real mom and dad. Who doesn't say that in their at childhood? At that point. At that point, Barbara's family wasn't up to date with the Anne Frank story. And what? Well, it was only a couple of years after she died. Exactly. It's really close. Well, no, it just like the on front, it, I mean, the PR machine hadn't started up. I see. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they thought she was losing her mind. They carted her off to a psychiatric hospital Ooh. thinking that she was somehow lost in fantasy. Mm-hmm. By age 12, Barbara wrote a book of poetry that would become one of the most popular books in her native Sweden. She went on to write nine more volumes. However, she couldn't shake the feeling that she wasn't who everyone thought she was. She stopped talking about it after she realized who Anne Frank was mm. and that people likely thought she insane. She insane. She insane. <laughs> the family took a trip to Amsterdam when she was 10, during which they visited the house of Anne Frank. Barbara knew exactly how to get into the house and that the steps outside had been changed. Her parents were stunned. Once Barbara entered Anne's room, she felt an overwhelming fear but refused to leave. She knew that there had once been pictures on the wall. And when she told her mother this, the older woman finally understood what her daughter had been trying to tell her her entire life. Her fucking daughter was Anne Frank. She was Anne Frank in a boss life. Last one. In March 2021, TikToker Riss White gave her account of what her daughter told her a few years ago. It was September 11th, 2018. <gasps> and Riss was looking at a 9-11 memorial post on social media. Mm-hmm. One of the posts had a striking image of the Twin Towers. And when her then four-year-old daughter saw it, she said to Riss, Mom, I used to work there. Oh, like you do. Riss, feeling slightly uneasy, asked her daughter when this was. And the young girl simply replied, before. She went on to tell her mother that during one morning at work, she got to her desk, but the floor was really hot. She and her friends had tried to escape the hot floor by leaving through the door, but the door wouldn't open. And then she jumped out of the window and flew like a bird. <gasps> Riss was shaken and still couldn't make sense of what her daughter told her, but she confirmed that her young girl had never been told about 9-11 before. Okay. I mean, is it impossible that she heard it somewhere? I mean, she is only four, but it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. You know what this reminds me of, though, when I was reading about these little kids? Mm. I was thinking back to, like, the early 1980s. Yes. Actually, when- the late 1970s. Yeah. When it was me and my two younger sisters taking our weekly ride to the Falmouth Shaw's grocery store, which is 45 minutes away, because mm. that's the closest grocery store we had back then, <laughs> in our blue Ford sedan. Yeah. And my poor mother listening to AM radio. Yeah. At that point, my youngest sister thought she was Debbie Boone. Right. And that my parents had stolen her from her real family. So maybe she was fucking Debbie Boone. Every time You Light Up My Life came on on the radio, she would flip the fuck out. (laughs) 
angry that they had not asked permission. Mm. So this was going on at the same time that she thought my parents had kidnapped her. I mean, she, you were a dog. She was Debbie. She was, she was probably four or five. Mm-hmm. My middle sister thought she owned Kmart because her name began with K. <laughs> And the only letter at that point that she could recognize because she wasn't a strong reader was K. K. And we would drive by the Kmart every Mm -hmm. time and she would be furious that my mother would not go into her store. (laughs) And then also at that point, no, I was past the dog stage, Uh but I was at the point where I thought my parents were trying to poison me. So I would only allow my mother to buy stuff at the grocery store that was pre-packaged, which back then was not a lot. There wasn't a lot and it was expensive. (laughs) And my mother is very tight-fisted. So you're poor, right? Poor mother. My poor mother dealing with these three demented God, children. Love you, Sharon. Honest that you brought God. them up to be somewhat responsible <laughs> human beings. It's what gives me hope for my kids. It really does. I think if she could do it, I can do it. Yeah. Socials. You can find us on social media if you know where to look. Also, sleuth it, bitch. <laughs> You can call us on our telephone at 207-L-201. That's E-L as in the Spanish. You can also text that mm-hmm. if you're too shy to talk to our dulcet tones. Plus, for those of you courageous listeners who are calling my phone, 207-776-1512. Why are you rolling your eyes? Because we have a phone number. I know, but sometimes people just want to talk to me. Okay, whatever. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. You can also get in touch with us through our social media because there's like a thing that's called like messaging through that. And also, you should totally be on our list for when we invite you to things. I don't know what those things are, but we're we're making plans. Thank you, freaks, for listening. We will see you next week. Wait, pause. Are we going to see them next week? Are we going to record on Tuesday? We can record on Tuesday. Okay, let's just do that then. Wait, doing it on Halloween. Tuesday's Halloween? Yeah. What are you doing on Halloween? I don't know. Pause. Can we just act like we didn't forget about it? No, because I'm a little irritated. Next week, Carol and I have a work event on our typical recording evening, which I'm okay with. But then the next day is Tuesday, October 31st. And Carol is saying that she can't record on Halloween. Why? Because it's Halloween. What are you doing? Something? I'm going to watch a scary movie with my husband. No, you're going to be answering the door for kids. No, we hide. We turn all the lights off and then we just stay inside and can't hear ourselves. It's tradition. 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 All right, fine. So are we taking a week off? Yeah, we're going to take a week off. All right, so we're taking a week off because of Carol again. (laughs) I just want to go on the record. (laughs) And we'll be back in another week. As our ratings drop. Okay. And we spend three weeks getting them back (laughs) to where we were. Awesome. We'll see you freaks. In a whole other week. Mm. Bye. Goodbye. I love the show. Made me laugh. I enjoy it. Keep going. Don't give up. Bye.